Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Music Show. I'm a half hour late, but you wouldn't know that because this isn't going to go up until, I don't know, like President's Day, whenever that yeah, comes around much. again. Happy Fourth of July! Hello, everybody. Yeah. Uh, hey, Blanca, can you wake me before the broadcast? Oh, I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> Took a nap. Sorry about that. Anyway, thanks for coming in, everybody. It is Tuesday night. It's still Tuesday night, though, here in, in this universe. It's Tuesday night. You know, I was thinking about something today. When I build a new DJ system, I build it at home and I just sit back and I stare at it and just look and see kind of, you know, the geometry, the whole thing, the spacing, see if I've messed anything up. Do you do that, John? You're, you, you muted your microphone. Uh, no, I'm still alive. I'm good. No, no, John Young muted his microphone. Yeah, Brandon, but before we dump into the the little nuances of it with the gear in front of you, how much time do you put into building a new system where you're you're looking in and it's like in you're visualizing before you even purchase of the things you need? Because you you really you're when you're talking about you're making sure all the little components are together, you're like three steps down the you down the trail. Right. Well, you, I do it in pieces. I usually don't envision the whole thing together. I'll usually think about speakers and then I'll be happy with that. And then I'll figure out a table. Then I'll figure out a laptop stand and then I'll figure out kind of a layout. So I don't do it like from scratch. I'll do it one piece at a time. I'll just keep improving it, which is part of me staring at it. You know, that's just how I do it. So, so when, when you, you've got the pieces and you get the sound system and you've got it there and you're, you're correct. How long is it correct for before you start getting the itch to modify that again? I, you know, for me, it's correct until it isn't when I'm out on a job and I find a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I remember just, I'm thinking about things. When I built my first system that I just would carry by myself, I didn't take into consideration that I couldn't talk on a microphone and work a mixing board with one hand. Yeah. So I had to do a mic stand so I could do both of those things at the same time. So I forgot the mic stand. So it was a little awkward that first gig. <laughs> we made it work, but you know, that's when I come up with things. But sometimes I have to get back, stand back away from it to see that. And I do the same thing with a light show. Mm-hmm. When I put a light show together, not only do I look at it at home, but when I go to an event, I run the thing and I go out to the audience and try to look at it from the audience's point of view because that's what really counts, right? And yet sometimes when you, you need to set those lights up at home and I've got the office I set the lights up in and start programming like how he taught me to do in, with the, the DMX things, yeah. and I think I've got something really cool and then I get it out to the event. And it's like, at home, I thought this was awesome. And here, in right. the venue, it's like, oh. It looked great with 10-foot ceilings, but now that they're 30. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it just disappears into nothing for a while. You get a little lost. Yeah. Well, it's usually the speed of of the, the show. That, that either now the lights are going too fast when I thought they were going to go slow, or, or the inverse where I wanted them to go and they're just not fast enough. And now I have to go and tweak. Or I thought, wow, this is doing a major sweep of the room. And it's like, how does it not? It's it, No, it's not doing what I thought it was going to do. 
well, this is the kind of stuff that we do when we build sound systems too. We have to go mm-hmm. out into the room. You can listen to it at home all you want, but when you set up that sound system, you have to go out in the audience, walk around the room, and see what it sounds like from everyone else's point of view. But I do that. I'm, I'm sure you guys do that too. Can't you can't uh, you know? the number of times that I've been sitting up there and I'm thinking, God, this sounds terrible. It's like mud and it's a right. boomy and oh my goodness, people must be thinking this is the worst sounding ever. And then you go out in front and you're like, Oh, I'm in that sweet spot where the, where the subs I'm getting, you know, getting everything. And it yeah. sounds really good out here, but this is just a room in which I'm not going to, especially when I was using the old traditional um, passive speakers with the horn right. mode. I'm not going to be hearing myself virtually at all tonight because the highs are right. just gone. Right. You know, well, that's the thing when you, they always told us initially. So you're never EQing for yourself standing behind the table because you're getting an entirely different atmosphere of, of what everyone else is. You, if you adjust the highs so that it makes sense to you where you're standing, everyone else in front of the speaker's ears are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. And that, it, that was a tough, tough one as, uh, you know, with taking Michael out to do high school dances and him, you know, wanting to, to feel the bass and, you know, okay, so you're in that sweet spot, you're going to feel the bass. And then it's like, but out there, it's going to be a different world. What you hear here, you can't judge on out there. The reason I brought it up was because it got me thinking about how sometimes it's really hard to gain perspective until you step away from something and look at it. It is for me anyway. This is life lessons with Brian tonight. Well, no, I'm just, it is. And, <laughs> it is. and, and the, and I, I brought this up a while back and it didn't get too much attention. And I thought it was kind of unfortunate because I know there have been times in my life where I have been just, just beeline DJ on everything. I mean, I'm tunnel vision DJ. It's all I can think about. Yep. And I can't step away from it. And I can't even see the forest, for the trees. You know what I mean? Because I'm just too hyper-focused on it. So I personally have found that it's it's good to have another thing that you can do and think about and step away from DJing sometimes and focus on. And then when you come back to the DJing thing, it's totally different. You see it from a different point of view. Certainly. It's kind of like the whole sleep on it thing. Well, I'll sleep on it. You got to get away from it for a minute. I was curious if either one of you, Johns, I've got two Johns in here tonight, had another thing that you do. And what is that thing? I've got a couple of things that, that I well, I know you do. Yeah. As an, you know, an alternative, but I think what it, whichever one I, mean, I go to, to step away from, the project that, you know, the DJ project or the disc jockey news project, I change gears, go to that. And then it seems that when you come back, you're much more efficient. You can wrap your head around things and you can solve problems easier and things can seem to fall into place instead of me just sitting there and trying to hammer through it. I mean, even, even to do taxes, you know, the getting the numbers together to go to the accountant for taxes, you can win it or you could work on it and get your things and it could, you could just, you know, power through and get it done in a, you know, 10 hour session or whatever, we yeah. get everything together. But if you step away from it for a little while and you come back, it's like, yeah, I can do more in a half an hour after having a mental break. Right. Then I can. Sure. Yeah. In my, you know, a big part of my, in the last year plus of, of my life, that mental break time was to go out and get on the treadmill and, uh, you know, 
catch up on whatever, you know, whatever uh, series was get kind of hot on uh, Apple TV or on yeah. Netflix, but it was, it was that semi mindless physical activity that uh, just helped to clear the head tremendously. Sure. And another good break. I mean, if you have family, obviously um, yeah, I've, I've got children. I mean, in that, well, they're grown children, adult children now, but to get away from, from the business side, because there'll always be DJ work to do. There'll always be folders to sort. There'll always be things to right. organize. There'll be lights to program. That, that's just the never-ending bottomless pit of needs of your time all the time. <laughs> so if you can just tear away from it for a little bit and call one of your children, hey, how you doing today? What's going on? Um, you know, be involved in the family life because, you know, when we were starting out, I'm sure, is you know, late teenagers, that's that was the hyper focus and everything else just kind of went by you so fast yeah like i remember having kids and now i have a 24 year old it's yeah. like you so you got to make make the effort to put the time into to, to try to get some of those memories back that we gave up pursuing the career john uh, can't relate to that yet the other john <laughs> he's still got he's still got a tribe at home i, but I, I can relate to what you're saying you know absolutely you know that it, Tonight's one of those odd nights that I've got. I think all but one are, are home tonight because we're on college spring break. So that's that's one of the reasons why we're, we'll have to wrap it up here. But at the top of the sorry hour, guys, because, yeah, because uh, yeah, they're I'm actually in one of their bedrooms here. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm endearing a, a a sleep quarters for yeah, broadcasting. Exactly, yeah. So, well, then, and you know, we, we own homes, you know, there's always something to fix. There's a lawn to mow, there's a railing to mend. That, sometimes that's just enough to get away for a couple of hours. And then oh, you yeah. with the clear head, you know, you can probably turn a wrench on the Mustang or do something just to not be thinking about music for five minutes. I mean, it's just the little things we can do. I think there was a time when it seems like everything I did somehow related to DJing. I mean, this record collecting thing, it's music. I mean, you're thinking about it right yeah it's it's a hobby but it's it's too closely related to what the day job is mm -hmm. so doing something that's just completely different even watching movies I'm, I'm thinking about timing and i'm thinking about the music and movies it's too closely related like john said the other john boston john said working with your hands the house oh yeah. you know if you're enjoying that it's the spring cleanup that those of us up north have to do every spring the sticks in the yard the, the general maintenance i've got to sand the porch down and paint it of course i wrench on the car and have fun with that but it's it's just important to mix it up i think if we get too hyper focused we just lose sight and we get sloppy i think it's important to have that other thing and to go to it and know when it's time to go to it I think this is a tough area because you use the phrase hyper-focus. And I think that's something that has been thrown around from some motivational speakers in the business world talking about if you can hyper-focus and you can go and you can really, you can dig in, right. you're going to succeed because your, your drive and your passion and your persistence is going. And as, and maybe as a 20 year old, that was, was the case. I, I probably not. I, I think it's kind of, as John was saying, you know, those years we just kind of ignored and just tried this, you know, tunnel vision our way through it. And then, there's times where I can go and I know I can do more at a higher quality because of, of the different, you know, keeping doing different things to give yeah. you that variety compared to fixating and mm -hmm. spending that, that 10 days to two weeks on the one project that ends up turning out, you know, subpar because right. I just it was sloppy. I like that, sure. that uh, idea that you get sloppy. What I also enjoy about, 
having other things to do. I'm, I'm doing car stuff now. I've got projects coming up this spring. I look forward to doing the projects. And I look forward to when it's time to do the projects. And it's the same thing with DJing. When I'm in the middle of the projects, doing the projects in April or May, I'll be looking forward to the weddings coming up. So it, it just serves me well. It serves my personality well to have those extra things. And the break, of course, helps bring the joy back. Because if that's all you're doing 16 hours a day is organizing files and tuning gear and labeling wires, it, the magic's kind of gone. It, it feels too yeah. much like work. Right. Um, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's what it is. I mean, yeah. to John's point, you know, he was talking about how, you know, some of these motivational speakers will talk about things being hyper-focused. It's like that word you hear. Mark Cuban, who's that rich guy, he was on Jay Leno's Garage, and he was talking a little bit about how to succeed. And he said, I never tell anyone to follow their passion. And Jay was kind of taken back by this. Like, really? He's like, no, no, no. Don't follow your passion. What you need to do is whatever you put the most time into. That's what you need to do. And that makes sense to me. It really does. Because I remember when I was DJing in the, whatever it was, 80s, 90s. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I really don't want to be doing this. I'd rather be in a band. I want to like be a bass player. I want to be John Taylor from Duran Duran. That's what I want to do. I'm just doing this DJ thing for now. I should have just focused on what I was putting the time into because I was putting the time into DJ. I was about the time into the band thing. If I'd had, I'd done it or something. Sure. But yeah, the, 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 some of those buzzwords, hyper-focus, passion, eh, forget all that. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's got a point. You know, do whatever you put the most time into, because that's really what you want to do anyway. And that's what you like doing. Mm -hmm. I just, it, it, people have talked about, you know, do the thing that, that, you know, you like doing the thing that you're good at. And I think that the, the idea that what you're good at for some people, they can be really good at something and they can really despise that type of, yes, that type of thing. And I think that's, that's, a tough thing. And, you know, if you're good at it and, you know, and you enjoy what you're doing, you know, you'll never work at it that whole time. But I think that right. good at it and enjoying it can be two completely separate things. And having that little diversity sometimes will allow you to stomach something you're not the most fond of for a longer period of time. Yes. But I think ultimately that hopefully that other thing you're doing will help you figure out what you do like to do and a way to be able to make that a, a revenue generating source of income for a person. I know my, well, Stevie's mother, she's a very, she's a very smart lady. She's a very gifted IT person. Like she is the person that you want in your corner when you've got computer issues, whether it be software, hardware, whatever it is. And she does incredibly well with it. And she's very in demand, but she hates it. And yeah. one of her really good friends, husbands, I remember one night, looked right at her and said, you know what? Your job is that thing you go to and you do every day. So you can go home and do the thing you want to do. That's all it is. And I think some people are in that boat. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we're not. We actually like it. Otherwise we wouldn't be here. But I, I guess, again, that goes back to having that other thing, having that yin and yang, having that other thing to look at and focus on and think about and I don't know if this ever happens to you, John, but so many times I'll learn things 
when I'm doing that other thing, working on a house or a car or something that oddly enough teaches me something about DJing. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lesson there. Oh, yeah. Where it somehow relates to it. And I don't even see it until I come back to it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how yeah. so many skills can be transferred or transposed from one spot to another. Well, sure. If, you know, the music and the gear is one side of it, but then there's also the personal end, you know, making friendships and connections to agencies and organizations and venues. Uh, you know, you, you get to, you go, go back to being in the adult world for a little while and you're paying your bills and making the phone calls and you, you realize there's a whole other network that's, that's aside from just the mechanical of the DJ side. There's, there's right. the human interaction. There's, um, you know, building bridges, you know, talking to florists and caterers and you, you get 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 away from the gear and get more in front of the people, which, you know, has been missing, sadly, for the greater part of two years. Um, you know, that's we're probably coming into the season where I'll be spending most of my focus. It's because all I've done is look at the gear and arrange the music. That's all it's been for 24 months. Yeah. Now it's time to get back out, you know, in front of people and make new relationships and see new, new groups and, and find out where, where it takes me now, now that I've souped up the car, got to find a road to drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. I was into the house stuff because I had to, I mean, it was a necessity. I enjoyed doing it. And I took a lot of pride in it. Yeah, you know, being able to do this myself, and and I, I did I did all right. But what I really liked about working on the house was there weren't a lot of rules. There were a few rules you had to follow, but it wasn't this mechanical thing that you had to follow these certain rules for. You could stretch things and you could create things, and it was okay to do that because it's it's carpentry, it's paint, it's yeah, it's that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. A lot of it's decorative, but it's functional too. But I learned so much in doing that. Now, when I do the car thing, I can really appreciate what I have to do, the precision that has to happen there. Right. I enjoy that now. And and going back to doing house stuff, it's going to look different because of what I've done here with the car, the precision stuff I've had to do. And, and that's just an example. It has nothing to do with DJing, but learning something about, this by doing that and not even realizing you were getting that lesson. I don't know. It, sure. Well, you I, come I, back with an all new purpose and focus and the attention to details, uh, you know, a little sharper than it was when you left the project and you come back and say, I just, I just figured out an easier way to get this done. So and I'm going to use my time more wisely because there's a, there's a, a better process, you know, and it's the training that we give ourselves doing other things outside of the work uh, to give us the focus and the direction. So we can yeah. be better all around. I think there was some pretty interesting uh, question or answers to the questions I was asking about what else do you do besides DJing? I was pretty mm-hmm. surprised how many people out there are DJs. We've got doctors, we've got police officers, military people. Yep. Somebody was like, I don't even know what to call it. They restore carnival rides like merry-go-round horses and things. That's what they do. Like, and, and it's beautiful work. They showed some of their work. You know, there, there are craftsmen out there and artists wow. and equestrians. We are everybody. <laughs> and it's amazing to me just to think that, you know, this DJ who you're looking at up on stage, what they're going to be doing on Monday or what they enjoy doing in their spare time. It's just, it's fun. We're still real people. We still take the trash out every week. You know, it's. <laughs> We're everybody. <laughs> You're normal. <We're> everybody. <laughs> but I don't know. Just thought I'd 
like nice fluff topic for us, but it's something I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's something I thought that uh, Mr. Young would have some fun with because you have quite a few things that you do. You yeah, are I a jack of. I, I I liked when you mentioned the um, talking about the precision when you went from the the working on the house, which it, for the any of you any of you've done house remodeling, you know that there's we can hide it with mud paint <laughs> right you know, that's a big part of, of that and you go you're very creative with things. Yeah. put a facade up in the front no one's going to see the wires exactly. <laughs> let's, make, let's make the trim a little bit wider we'll be good and yet when you go you went in, into the auto auto area you that is not part of that game yeah. and i really you can bring that lesson back to the dj side of it whether it's you know mixing or programming music or whatever is that you can see that just a little more precision a little more fine tuning can make your performance so much better compared to, you know, oh, well, we can, I can, I can, my mixing skills aren't very good. Well, you know what? I've got a microphone and I just pop it open and I can, you know, make up for whatever I didn't cue my songs properly, you know, that kind of a thing. So yeah, there is a lot of, a lot of life lessons that can be learned that yes. can be applied. Certainly. In my brain, I see things like, okay, so on a car, there are certain things on a car that not only are functional, but they are aesthetically just cool. Like, okay, just to make it simple, wheels and tires. You don't have to go with a certain set of wheels and tires. You can go with a lot of different sets of wheels and tires. But not only are they functional, but they look cool. And it's kind of the same thing when I'm looking at the DJ setup, the way things are set. Okay, I can put the speakers here, they look good, but you know what, they might serve me better here, but I know what, I like them better there. Or lighting. Lighting placement, you know, you, you think about, okay, it looks cool, but it's very functional. And mixing is the same thing. These two songs go together pretty well, but if I spend a little more time on them, I don't know. It, and that's the kind of perspective I'm talking about. Not only is it nice to take a mental break, but it's also nice to gain that, that cool perspective that you weren't expecting, the surprise perspective mm-hmm. that you get from your, your other thing. And the focus of detail, because how many times have we gone in purpose we're going to fix our 70s folder and then we see in the 70s folder there's a oh there's a remix of staying alive that shouldn't be in here so you move that to another folder now you're in the remix folder and now you're looking at how many bg's remixes do i have and three hours later you come back and say i never finished the 70s folder because <laughs> i opened too many doors all at once so the no, focus yeah. you guys you guys wouldn't know anything about that of course no you. i, no, I no. don't know what you're talking about no idea about totally getting derailed on a project when you start in the library so yeah. well even working this directly on this no yeah no idea i think the last <laughs> observation i have for this and uh is, is that i'm talking about distractions from djing but you know there are a lot of people who use djing as that distraction from the other thing they do true too. yeah so i don't know in the, are, are they lucky are, are they are they uh not lucky are we luckier than they are it's all perspective there's no rules to this but yeah, yeah. Sometimes DJing is the distraction for the person who is, I don't know, laying brick for a living or, you know, driving truck or whatever they do. This yeah. this is their outlet. This is their mm-hmm. thing that they can look forward to and think about and do to come back to whatever they do, which is their main thing and do it better. For sure. I definitely, definitely see that with many of our, our uh, DJ brothers and sisters out there. Oh, yeah. This is their, their release and they can do yeah. Do things behind the decks and behind the microphone that the Monday through Friday just doesn't doesn't happen. I wonder if they look at us and say things like, "What do you need a release from this for?" 
<laughs> this is, they, this they is only knew these guys. Yeah, right. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's times where I look back at the very, very early years when, you know, in essence, it was simpler and thinking it, it was, yeah, there's the stress level wasn't even close to anything like it is, is nowadays. And it's like, it was so much, so much easier. It's always the damn good old days, man. It is. It is. You'd think that those older people who always talk about them would, you know, not that we're old that old, but no, no, we're not. We were spoiled though. We had some pretty good music and, and uh, it was, it was that special moment in time. And, and so we're spoiled. So I, I'm making it a point not to, not to yell at kids for not having it as cool as we did. Yeah. Yeah. Save yeah. it for when the snow melts and they're going to walk in your grass. They can yell at kids. Get off my lawn. Right. right. My little, my little postage stamp of a yard. Get off of it. Yeah. That's what the disco porch is good for. Yes, it is. Sitting out there and yelling at hipsters. Yeah. Reminds me I have to seed and feed this weekend now that you're talking about lawns. So yeah. thanks, well, guys. I'm hoping that the snow will be down to about a foot of snow in the front yard instead of three feet of snow. Oh. So. I'm going to be driving that car tomorrow, 67 degrees. Woo. First time this year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I can't leave the sidewalk because you get past that. There's this evil snow there. So. You're, you, you'll be there. You're I'll usually be a month behind us. Couple couple of weeks, I'll be able to venture out a little bit farther. So. Well, guys, I really do appreciate you coming by tonight. Sorry, I was late for for those of you who are here live. Those of you who are here on, um, I don't know what it, what would it be like. I know Flag Day. Uh, thank you <laughs> for being here. I want to thank you for being here too. We'll see you next time. Uh...